This is Sandcast, the first podcast of uh, 2021, actually. So happy New Year's, everyone. And we have a New Year's present uh, for everyone, especially Delaney, who was, Nina was so excited that we get to have Nina Matthews on the show. <laughs> Finally, she's been telling me that we needed to have you on for a while. So I'm glad that we could uh, get you on. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Under the circumstances, fantastic. Yeah, I was uh, telling Try. Uh, before you came on that you hadn't used zoom before and he was like okay she must be retired because if if you're yeah. still working like you'd be doing zoom all day every day exactly that is the uh try that is the best uh thing about retirement is that you don't really have to do anything that you don't want to do so it's all good <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm out here my mom is um she was like decided to do another year instead of retiring and COVID hit now she's doing PE classes online. Oh God. It's pretty hilarious from my end where she's trying to teach PE through video, but it's, she hates it. Yeah. (laughs) I know I've had um, some friends who were uh, teaching swimming and I'm like, come on, really? Swimming online? Yes. No way. Teaching swimming classes online. (laughs) Sounds I mean, I mean, yeah, I, I'm not really sure about that, but people must be desperate. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Well, how uh, how is the retirement life treating you? You know, um, you don't really. You think your whole life you work, 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 and I mean, I think I've been working since I was 16, um, pretty solid. And I mean, if you call volleyball work, so I am <laughs> <and> coaching, <laughs> but I call it work anyway. Um, I got paid and I had to do stuff. Um, but uh, so I'm thinking that's work. Um, I never was, it never seemed like work to me. So I never seemed like work. So then that, the, the, the part about retiring from that was, I was like, why do I want to retire? I mean, I just like, I love what I do, you know? So it seemed like I couldn't figure out what I was going to do if, if I stopped coaching or, you know, when I stopped playing, but when I stopped playing, that was kind of like the end. I shut the door and went forward. That was really easy for some reason. Um, and then same with like going indoors. I quit coaching indoor. And I was like, all right, I never went back in the gym again. I mean, so I, I'm pretty good at quitting, I think. And then uh, the beach was uh, just another thing with coaching. I think it's just like I was ready, you know, uh, you know, you, you guys don't know. But when you're 66, 65, you know, it's like you're just like, hey, I'm ready to just not have to do the things I don't want to do basically. Yeah. Selfish, selfishly speaking, you know, <laughs> and just get to do what you want to do. No, no. I think there's a lot of words that we could use to describe you. I don't think selfish would be anywhere <laughs> <laughs> near that vocabulary. Well, well okay. Thanks. <laughs> I mean, you, you've done so much for the sport. And like you said, you know, you got, you've been in volleyball for so long. Um, yeah. Is it, I mean, not that you're ever really out of volleyball, because I know that last year or two years ago when when you kind of first retired that you kind of popped in to Pepperdine matches um, and you, you played in the Forest fundraiser. Um, yeah. So it's not like you ever truly left the game. But is it is it tough uh, as competitive as you are to kind of leave competition? Yeah, um, I think when I stopped playing, I think that was like I, I when I decided I mean, I played till I was 40. And, um, and so I had competed my entire life from 12 to 40. It's a long time. And then coaching is competitive, but a different kind of competitive. Um, I think I was just ready to not be competing. And even now people yeah. go, Oh, you know, I do Pilates and I do things and they're like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, I am not competing with anyone. I just <laughs> want to do it because I want to, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I'm, uh, you know, I don't want to compete anymore. I, I just want to relax. So yeah. it's not that, t- it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that hard. Yeah. What's, uh, what does relaxing look like for you these days? <laughs> well, I went on like a seven mile hike today. <laughs> That's my relaxing. Um, uh, I just kind of in the, just doing a lot of, uh, a really a ton of trails up around us. It's so beautiful where we live, where I live. And I think never really got to take the time to, um, explore the, the, the area it sounds funny but i never had time you know who has time to go spend two two hours walking you know like i didn't and when i had to do everything else so i've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of hiking and uh dan and i we, we've always had a home gym so i work out every day i do pilates and do stuff and so i'm 
cooking, visiting the grandkids, just, yeah. you know, reading, what are, you know, what you're doing the gardening, you know, just, <laughs> I've become an avid, a, a birder dork, you know, I like watching all the birds and hops and <laughs> stuff that you just never, I, I didn't have time to really, I don't know, look at or, or just kind of delve into it. It's been a lot of fun kind of learning some new things and kind of getting excited about getting excited about birds. My husband's like, seriously, but it's really, <laughs> he's not into birding. He's not into birding with me, but uh, uh, it's, it's pretty fun actually. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Cause I'm, I'm out here in Hawaii. I've actually been here for three months this, this time around because of COVID there was really no sure. reason to, um, back in Cali. And I kind of feel like I'm on a mini retirement. <laughs> just to me, I'm the same with my parents, but I mean, every day I'm just like, uh, well, there's no reason not to go surf again. There's no reason <laughs> not to go to the beach again and uh, just spend time with family and hang out. And it's, I feel like I've had a mini retirement and, and now I'm coming <laughs> out of it. But I'm actually like, weirdly, I've, I've like found myself almost complaining that I'm on vacation. I'm like, oh, let me get back to work. This is it's too difficult. I can't focus uh, every day. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty long. good. I, I mean, but see, I, I, I've done that already. So now we have to do something else. You know, like I've been at the beach my whole life. It seems like, I mean, I'm complaining about it. I'm not complaining about it, but you know, like what a great thing and i'm five minutes away from the beach and you know we've been we've been trying to go down and go for a walk we jumped in on uh, new year's day that's a that's nice. a Matthews, uh, family uh, tradition wherever we are so uh we've been in some chilly places um on, on new year's day but uh so we did a uh, we did our jump in on january 1st well it's a little cooler up here than it is in the yeah. bay and in hawaii for sure. <laughs> I, uh, I love that tradition. Me and Delaney went camping um, up in uh, Kern. And so uh -huh. I, I got in the uh, the 36 degree Kern River. Nice. <laughs> on New Year's Day. Luckily, there was a hot spring right there to warm oh, up. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, that's, I think that's cheating. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> we started doing that with our kid with the you know when the kid well danny and i've always done it and then when the boys were young we did it all all of us all every you know whatever we do it and so wherever we are if anyone's with us um my older one in in uh washington or in oregon he he doesn't do that anymore but marty <laughs> my younger one he he jumps in with us or wherever he is he jumps in on new year's day too so it's kind of cool it's kind of fun i like that yeah yeah it's good stuff you mentioned uh, you've been on the beach pretty much your your whole life, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I don't know. I know that you know as as a player, you know, you were tremendous, and as a coach, obviously your legacy at Pepperdine kind of speaks for itself. But had you always been a volleyball player? Like, was that like from the start your sport? Well, okay. So you guys are so young, uh, and I know you don't think you are, but you are. Uh, <laughs> that um, uh, growing up, there we didn't have girls didn't play sports in Manhattan beach. There was no sports for us. I know that's hard to believe. Um, but so, uh, my parents who were very young, I think my mom had me when she was 21. My dad was probably like 23, you know, so they're young with already two kids and we end up having five of us. Um, they play, we lit, we rented, uh, my mom and dad rented a, they, they moved from Iowa. This is sorry, going backwards, but it kind of, it kind of yeah, explain, okay. explains me. <laughs> yeah. So my parents, my dad graduated from college and got a job with um, Hughes in as a, in engineering. Um, and so they moved from a farm life. Both of them were farm kids. Um, they moved straight away. My mom was 18. My dad was 21. And they moved to Manhattan Beach so he could work. <laughs> and they rented the house, a house on 16th and the Strand. We, I, I grew up in 16th in the Strand in an old beach house where that big giant, there's a big giant house right now, big glass, horrendous thing. Well, that was a bad. <laughs> it was a little old Barney beach house. And we, that's where I grew up. Um, and so, uh, because nobody lived at the beach because it was too far to go to work. And, you know, like the, the beach, the beach was, I think, cheaper than living inland. Whoa. I, hard to believe. Yeah. Um, but so we grew up there and people, you know, everyone played volleyball out right out my front door. I mean, I just walked out and there was volleyball courts, you know, on 16th street right there. And so I kind of grew up around that. 
and my parents both learned how to play and people learned how to play. And actually, I don't know, you'd Kirk Kilgore, it's a name out of the past who, who passed away, you know, from uh, a couple years ago or many years ago, but one of the best players in the world. He, his family actually lived up the street. So we had these kind of volleyball players like around us and he was older than me, but we played, I started playing probably when I was nine, 10, I don't know, little. I mean, we played on the beach. And so that was kind of what I started doing. And I, I don't really know how I kind of just kept going yeah. in it because there wasn't any other sports for girls. There just I was wasn't. Say, when, when were you kind of allowed to play organized sports? Um, well, we weren't, I mean, in, uh, we had, uh, you know, like in PE in uh, junior high and PE in high school. Um, otherwise everyone was on the drill team or your cheerleaders for that's what, that's what all the athletic girls did. Um, cause at least, I don't know, Alicia were involved with something. And then, right. uh, I started, I don't know, just, I don't know. I just started, kept, I just played on the beach and I obviously, I didn't know I was good or not good or whatever, but I know I won. <laughs> I know I, I knew I knew I like to win. I won things and people asked me to play and I played and I played a lot of mixed doubles and and then it just kind of as you know sport grew and things grew. Um I kind of got caught up playing indoor when I was 16. I started playing with a, a group and uh, that kind of they kind of kicked me into like an Olympic good I was playing with Olympians and so I kind of I kind of got rolled into this I don't really know how snowballed in, you know, somebody yeah. thought, somebody thought I had something and they helped me out, you know, and, uh, oof, I don't, I don't really know. I just sort of followed <laughs> along. I just sort of followed along and went and it was, I loved playing and I love, I love playing volleyball and I love competing. I am very competitive or was a family, competitive. family of five siblings. You, uh, yeah. I'm sure you were probably competing all the time. <laughs> exactly i had an older brother and a uh, well, year older and he, uh, my dad was terrible he made us i played football you know i catch i played you know football with him i you know played pickle with him i played baseball with him i played basketball with him. i mean I, you know whatever it just yeah. kind of that's what we did so yeah I'm it was great were your parents athletes too because i'm saying if you guys were just playing sports all the time i'm sure that that was um i think my my dad worked his tail off he was a farmer i think they're you know whatever they, they don't have time to do anything right and my mom uh, she she claims you know we had pictures of her and she's teeny little thing she probably weighed like 85 pounds and or maybe 90 and she's like five feet if um, but she played uh, basketball they played basketball in iowa so she could she played basketball sports in iowa in in high school, but they didn't even have it in California. But, uh, so she was a, a good athlete. My dad was a good athlete. So yeah, my brother was a tremendous athlete. He's a year older than me. He's, he's a tremendous athlete. Yeah. And you ended up, uh, you went to UCLA, right? Won a couple national titles. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> what I did. was, uh, so <laughs> that was UCLA. So at the time that was what, like 76 Ish. 70 now uh, we i i went to ucla i played in 74 and 75 okay yeah and then because time uh, whatever life you know life is different there's no scholarship there's the first year scholarships were offered was in 1974 for women in sports okay. period um and so uh, andy manikowski was i uh, was on a club team where he was a coach i knew him blah 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 and, uh, you know, just kind of called him up and said, Hey, maybe I should go to UCLA. <laughs> I was really lame, whatever. But, uh, yeah. So I just went to UCLA for a couple of years and played. Yeah. Mostly played well. <laughs> We're, I'm trying to figure out the timeline. Were you, so you would have been there before Sinjin or did you guys? Yes. No, he, he is younger. Yeah. Yeah. Than me. Okay. By a bit, quite a bit. Well, not quite, but yeah, I don't know how old he is, but right. yeah, he would. And uh, and, on, and honestly, the guys, I I didn't follow guys volleyball whatsoever. Dan was my husband was he played water polo and swam at Long Beach State. So okay. needless to say, well, my boyfriend, I spent a lot of time at Long Beach State, probably more than I spent at UCLA. <laughs> I'm not proud of it, but that was sort of <laughs> kind of <laughs> you know just kind of how it was. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was all good. 
And yeah. then I stayed in, I stayed at UCLA with Andy um, and coached until I can went to Pepperdine in 83. So I was at UCLA from 74 until 80, 1983. Okay. So you, you were kind of always balancing playing and coaching then. Yeah. Yeah. That had always. been pretty tough. Yeah. Well, at the time, you know, the playing part, like you guys, we didn't have all that. Well, one, we didn't have coaches. We didn't have all that. We, we, you know, nobody had anything. Um, you just trained on your own, uh, or with your partner. Um, and I just played at the beach. That's all I did. I played mixed doubles probably, you know, eight hours a day. I mean, that's all I, I pretty much played mixed doubles with all the top guys. I spent a ton of time. I played with Steve Obradovich a ton, Matt Gage, but Schwartz, I mean, kind of older guys, Bob Jackson. I mean, we we played mixed. Uh, uh, that's so we did. So that's cool. You don't see mixed. that much anymore. Delaney would love to see Coed make a, a comeback. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. And I think that's why um, how I became a well. I, I know it's how I became a better player, playing against guys all the time. You know, you just and if you you know we are the old days you went down the beach and you signed up or you you know you got on the court and if you won you stayed on and if you lost you're out and who knows when you played again so you you won i mean if you didn't win you weren't playing so you won and i learned how to win i mean you win and i didn't care who i was playing with we won <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was a ton of fun it was good 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 times yeah good times. i i love those stories about a lot of the kind of the old school style where you just like you put your flip-flop down or whatever it was on the court yeah. and if you lost you're waiting a couple hours and like you said it i mean you learned how to win the guys who figured yeah. it out they really figured it out you know like dodd singen carts like all those guys who just play yeah. all day they're like you just learned how to yeah. not wait in line yeah. <laughs> so you won. and yeah and those guys that was the next kind of the next group from me up you know older or you know younger whatever the down from me i guess you know like javi and you know hovland and abradovich and then all that group and karch and that they were like kind of the next like i don't want to say the nine ten years younger or eight nine years okay. younger you know kind of coming up and there weren't very many gals are my age that played um, there was like a couple older, like Kathy Gregory, she was like in the next group older. There's some older gals from Santa Monica that played, but there weren't any my age where I was too, too much. There weren't very many gals that played. So you had to play with whoever you played with. I played with everybody. I used to go play with the old ladies. I'd play with the guys. I'd play. It didn't matter. I just yeah. played. <laughs> I got <laughs> my bike with my ball, you know, and everyone would yell. Hey, you want to? Like, what are you guys doing? You want to play? I'm like, sure. And I'd run, and I'd go play. So I love that. I think I feel like the the beach community needs a little bit more of that because everyone's always like stressed about making money playing beach or going to a tournament. Like, how's the prize money? I don't know. I, I, that's just like such a an old school just like yeah. joy just to play well, the game, and I love it. There was no money, so we all had yeah. to work. You know? Yeah. <laughs> But so everyone pretty much worked at nights, like like a lot of the guys. Well, a lot of the guys were firemen, so they had days off. And uh, at that time, in the early, probably the seventies, late seventies, early eighties, and then um, we all worked. I worked the chart house, so we all worked at restaurants at night. So you could play all day and then work all night and then play all day and work all night. It was super great. You know? Yeah. That so you saw we go ahead try. No, no go ahead. No. I was going to say, because like beach, there started to get paid events in like 76 and like Cuervo yeah. Miller started hopping on. I don't know. Was it guys and girls, those tournaments or because no. you know, there weren't a ton of women players? We didn't get start getting paid, I think, until. Um, uh, wow. Well, when we're thinking in the 80s, probably okay. like like that, like the 80s, because. Um, yeah. Uh, those guys were, I don't know about 76 getting too much money. Some people were getting a couple hundred bucks here and there, you know, yeah. but I don't think getting good money, the Cuervo, I think that started later because the AVP had just started right after I know, because whatever, gosh, so many weird stories, but Leonard Armato came to us, the women, and wanted to know if we wanted to start an association because before the men had started the AVP, actually. Yeah which is really interesting. So I had just had Mo. So he was born in 82. Um, and I just started at Pepperdine. So I just had a baby. I just got a new job. And then he came and we met and everyone's like, okay, well, at the time I was probably one of the top players. And 
invested in volleyball and they're like, Hey, you need to be the head of this thing. And I was like, I can't do it. I, 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 I can't do it right now. You guys, I can't do this. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't have time. I just, I don't have a second. I don't have time. And uh, so we kind of blew it off, which is probably really stupid. Um, but we didn't know who knew it was going to go where right. it went. You know, you, we didn't know. And then the guys started off and just went, you know, went off. And then, then they started adding, then the girls, we, I played in my first actual like tournaments with the guys, I think in like 83, 84, 83 to 84 in Florida, uh, Cuervo's in conjunction with the men's, with the men's tour. Yeah. We played, we played together like in okay. some events. Um, and that's when we kind of started really actually making money, money, or, yeah. I mean, you know, more than like a bathing suit top or, or <laughs> a dinner or something, you know? Yeah. Right. We actually made, we actually made a little cash and some Cuervo too. So that was kind of cool. So yeah. <laughs> you, were already at, you were already at Pepperdine by the time your professional career started on the beach. Yes. Yes. Wow. And I had two kids. Wow. <laughs> Pretty impressive, Nina. <laughs> well, not right away, but yeah, Marty was born in 85. So yeah, I had just, Mo was born in 82 and uh, Marty was born in 85. And I remember I, I had him in March and we had a tournament in Florida. It opened in May and I was, I had a March uh, 15th and off we went to the races. I mean, we were, I was playing. I mean, so yeah. everyone... <laughs> My husband's like, get going, get, get out, get out, get work, aren't the kitchen workout? I was like, holy crap. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I, have, I have no sympathy for people who don't like get after it. <laughs> I'm bad. I'm, I'm a bad, for sure. I'm a bad advice for women who are pregnant. And they'll go, oh, man. I'm like, you know what? Just, just do it. Just get going. <laughs> get a move on. <laughs> I love that. Oh God! I'm going to get hate mail from. <laughs> I'll stop feeling bad for myself for having one kid now. After, <laughs> after being pro for like eight years of just playing volleyball. Right. <laughs> well, you know, you guys, it's like uh, we, I don't know. You know, spending two hours. You had to really prioritize. You know, your like time is like is really. Um, you're not really category, you know, like whatever I want to say, like really put time blocks together and how we did everything. I don't know. It was smoke and mirrors. I, I have no idea. Um, <laughs> right. I, I mean, I'm thankful. My husband was a fireman. So firemen, they work 24 hours. Well, he worked 24 hours, which was hot. I mean, somebody worked 24 hours, 10 days a month. And, um, you know, they're on a day, off a day, on a day, off a day, off four days. And so we just take a schedule and I just have figured it all out, you know, for like mo the month. Okay. This month we're doing this. I'm working out. Boom, 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 boom. We pass the kids off handed and I don't even know how we did it, but we did it. <laughs> Parents are superheroes. Oh God. No <laughs> kidding. You know, they are. I watch them now. I'm, I, 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 I feel for all you par parents and they, oh my gosh homeschooling not fun oh having your kids around not being able to do stuff oh my gosh they're my grandkids are struggling it's yeah. hard to watch how, how old are you how many grandkids do you have just two my older son he they're 10 and 6 okay that's fun they're probably they're able oh. to kind of do stuff and with you know they're oh, coordinated probably so much fun yeah we have so much fun yeah we just yeah we go when they're here we're at zuma like all day that's all we do we're in the water 24/7 i mean we're just in the water how is Zuma? Is it is it getting better? Because the last time I was there was a CBVA I played actually with Delaney's brother, and it was still like you would you would dive and come up and your arms would just be black from yeah. ash. Still, is it? Getting uh, well, you know what? I don't know. I haven't been down there. <laughs> we just <laughs> True, you're off the water. beach. We're we're at the north end of the beach, and we just oh west end, whatever you want to call it. We just yeah. go to the water. We, no, they don't care. Now, actually, the sand's pretty nice up there. I I still think it's probably pretty city down um you know where the where the courts are so okay. it's just it's gonna be that way for i don't know a while yeah you need a big uh, a really big swell to come and just pull a lot of the sand out and then push it back up all clean yeah the problem is it doesn't push back <laughs> once we lose it it seems like it's gone here you know but uh, yeah it, it, yeah Zuma, if they did that that would be up to the they would never that yeah, would be horrific <laughs> but i agree with you that's exactly what needs to happen <laughs> well did you see that uh pepperdine broke ground on uh on court campus or on court uh on campus courts 
No, I talked to Marcio. He didn't even tell me that. Yeah, well, he he just told us today uh, before oh. this, me, me and Delaney were coaching with him. Um, so he's excited because he's been pushing for that for a while. Just because oh, I mean, it, I mean, you know, it's it's a twenty minute drive from campus, and yeah, it's always the afternoons are always insanely windy at Zuma, and then the beach itself has had a lot of trouble with the landslides and fire. So, but yeah, they yeah. they broke ground uh, today, which is pretty cool. Good. That is really cool. I mean, it. I loved the training on the beach though. And I loved playing in the wind, whether it was the morning, I, I, that never bothered me, of course, whatever, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I thought that's how it should be, but the, the since the fire, it's been pretty tough, you know, the, the sand quality and just the down there has been, it's been, that's been a tough go for them and not really any very many options. So I think, I think that's awesome that they get to at least train on campus and be, have some place to play right now. Um, and then use the beach too, when they need to. Right. Yeah. I would say that's the biggest thing. Like when you want to do more like consistent reps and just, just getting nice reps in, you can stay at school. And then when you want like real game practice and like dealing yeah. with elements and whatnot, you can go down there. I mean, like a lot, most of the other schools don't, aren't able to do that. Right. Most of the schools right. are all inland nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has some, they have really not, it's amazing the, how many, the, the, what they've done, you know, the courts all around the school and all around the country. It's a incredible, incredible venues um, that schools have put in. Uh, we just are like, Pepperdine just, uh, space is obviously a problem. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't, we just have, we just don't have the extra fields, you know, hanging out, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not like a big giant campus where you can just like, garner some corner you know and do stuff so um i'm stoked for him i'm really stoked for him it's uh it's so cool to see i mean i mean you were at pepperdine from what, 83 to 20 a long time 2018 yeah that's <laughs> that's quite a bit and and you i mean the game has changed so much and you were like such an innovator in that i mean you helped launch the wpva for a little bit in the 90s right and then yeah you helped 80s. start yeah. beach volleyball uh, as a college sport, then you, yeah. you know, got Pepperdine involved. It's, is it cool for you to kind of see just how much the game is innovated, but also to see kind of your footprint all over the sport? Uh, you know, it's nice of you. I, I don't think of it that way, but yeah. I, I, that's not how I look at, I, it's not how I look at things, but right. it has been fun to, um, uh, the beach, the, the, the beat, the part of the beach becoming an NC2A sport was a really big deal to me. I, I, once I kind of got in involved in it, I really think it's such a, cause I won, I think it's such a great sport. I mean, obviously you guys would play and I, I just think it's a, a wonderful sport. And I love that we needed some avenues for the gals to play more and to train and uh, have good training, you know, earlier, younger to compete with the rest of the world. I mean, there's just so many things, you know, that I think it, it's, uh, it, it's pretty, that part is pretty awesome to have been a part of really, really amazing, really amazing. What, uh, what was the process for getting it started? How did, uh, how did the ball get moving? Well, there just was, um, a, the gal who heads the ABCA, which is Kathy DeBoer. She, she was on board well, she's an amazing human being, amazing woman. Um, and I think just some athlete, she, she started talking to like, we started talking to athletic directors and presidents of universities. And mostly it was like athletic directors and presidents of how, who, who got on board. And Pepperdine, our athletic director and our president were on board. They thought it was so cool. And I think it helped obviously that I was there and they watched me playing through, you know, like being one of the top players. And and then and kind of getting to that point and, and me believing that it could be a great sport for Pepperdine. And I thought it was a sport that we could be come in as a top in the top on the top, you know, be a front runner and continue being a, a top program instead of having, you know, it's tough. We're a small little school and it's, it's, a, it's a tough go in all our sports to, to be on the top of the country. Um, but that was a sport I thought we could sell. And I think that's how we sold that to a lot of conferences and people that just had a vision and wanted to make more opportunities for women. I mean, I, I, there's a, it's a far and few in between, but there are some out there. And that's <laughs> kind of where we that's kind of where we started. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and you guys were, you were winning right off the bat as yeah. if, as if being the full-time indoor coach and, and, uh, and a mom wasn't enough <laughs> added uh, a whole new sport. Yeah. That was a little hectic, but uh, <laughs> busy days, busy. That yeah. was busy. Yeah. What's well, worked out. I mean, it's crazy to see how fast it's grown. I mean, it's, it's the fastest growing sport in yeah. NCAA history. And that's, right. I think it's, it's so cool to see. And uh, we've talked a lot about the the LSU girls. I don't know if you've watched, been able to see Kristen Nuss uh, and Taryn Cloth play, but mm-hmm. they they've won they won like six straight tournaments, like big tournaments against like kind of some of the better AVP pros. Right. And they just they just took second at a big one in Florida, and their only loss was to uh, Larissa and uh, uh, gosh, another Brazilian who right. are, are like Hall of Famers. <laughs> it's so cool right. to see how good the college talent is. Right. Well, I mean, that's, but, but you guys have, have seen you both, you know, just from playing, you know, pro and playing on the beach, you've got to have seen how the, the talent around the world has gotten better. I mean, I mean, that's been unbelievable because first in the eighties, I mean, there was no one playing around the world. There, volleyball wasn't played anywhere on the beach. Right. You know, I mean, in the early eighties, you know, um, and and so how that's grown and then the, the training and what goes in behind that and the programs and, you know, how people are playing for their country and, and playing really young. And so obviously that's helped with the college game too. And I was thinking, I'm hoping that that's going to broaden our group of women um, that are playing just like, it's kind of like more guys are playing. Um, and I don't know. I mean, we need, we're, we need to stay on top <laughs> and the rest of the world. I mean, there it's like people like what people are from Belgium, you know, that like Europe, you know, everyone just took, took to it like nobody's business, you know um, there's so, so many great, so many great teams, so many great players. Yeah. That's fun. I'm definitely grateful. I'm not on the girls side though, with, with how many great, how much good talent is. There's a lot of great male, male talent in Europe, like you're talking about, but in the U.S., we're not pumping out young male talent, even right. close to how the girls are. And it's well, yeah, nice but, being a veteran now. <laughs> because you can't, I mean, because you guys have all the choices. I mean, well, I guess we do too, but the the choices of playing, you know, all the athletes, you know, you've been their whole lives. You know, you guys play basketball, you play football, you play baseball, you know, you play soccer. You play, now, I mean, geez, you know, it's like there's such an array of sports and college and everything for the guys. And I think the girls um, volleyball has gone in, it's insane, you know, the, the indoor uh, part of it. And then from that, obviously people are playing volleyball and then coming out and playing beach. And I think they, they just were pl- weren't playing beach very at an early age. And now we're getting a lot, so many more gals playing beach. It's, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing is what it is. Amazing. Yeah. And I, I want to, rewind a little bit because you were uh, from if Cindy was correct i think you were one of the original ones who started playing beach volleyball globally um were you on some of those original trips to rio that were kind of exhibitions for the fivb yeah i went uh we went linda hanley and i or she was linda robertson at the time um linda and i went with sinjin and pat powers okay (laughs) Oh, for a two-week Brazil trip, let me tell you what that was. And all those guys, I'm sorry, ten years my like younger, not married, whatever. I'm married, have two kids, and a job. Um, anyway, anyway, it was an interesting couple weeks. Uh, but we played in uh, Sao Paulo. Uh, we played exhibitions, and then we played in Rio, and it was awesome. I mean, we had like. We had an interpreter. We had our van. We stay. We're staying on right in the Copacabana, this hotel, looking out of the ocean. It was incredible. It was an incredible experience. And that was in 1986, I believe. Okay. I think 1986. No, yeah, because the pro stuff had started, but nothing was happening on the beach like anywhere internationally. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the guys had gone down the year before um maybe somebody they had gone down and played and then we went and did an exhibition and it was crazy it was crazy i mean we felt there's this giant stadium you know they built on the beach we had the planes going by their names and you know the whole oh my gosh it was fun 
That's that was awesome. Fun. What I'm wondering, because yeah. I know that Brazil has loved indoor volleyball for a long time, but that was kind of the first experience of like organized, not organized beach, but kind yeah. of. Yeah, it was. And I think I'm not sure uh, who, like, where, honestly, I honestly, Linda called me. She said, hey, Sinjin called. Do you want to go to Brazil? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Danny, can we do this? He's like, yeah, go. You know, so it, it was it was an it was incredible, you know. And uh, yeah, it was incredible. And Marcio remembers that he was like a little baby. Um, but he remembers us coming down there and playing, which is a kind of a trip, you know, so. Because I, I think it was a pretty big event because, I mean, right away, Brazil took to the beach faster than any other yeah. country did. I know that like Ita like Italy had a couple of good teams, but Brazil was like yeah. running the FIVB like pretty much from the start. Yeah. Yeah. They were off and running. They, they were. Well, because, the, you know, they could play with their feet down there, like playing. So, I mean, I, I don't know. It's so playing with their hands was easy. <laughs> like, yeah. No, their soccer stuff just blew me away. I was like, what in the heck, you know? Yeah amazing amazing athletes amazing how's it going sandcast peeps just wanted to take a quick break in the show to let you know about a holiday savings opportunity presented to you by our friends over at wilson sporting goods here's the deal you buy two optx also known as optics beach volleyballs you get one 35 off basically if you spend $100 on volleyball, basketball, football, or soccer products, you'll receive a 35% off coupon in the new year. In Optics, volleyball right now is $64.99. So if you buy two, you get a 35% off coupon emailed to you in January. Solid deal there from our pals over at Wilson. So get on it and uh, hook your friends up with a volleyball or two. All right, back to the show. Not going back to the show just yet, Sandcast fans. We have one more advertisement. Got to give a shout-out to our guys at Kamena Outdoor. Dave Kamena has been perfecting the art of the beach volleyball backpack for 17 years. He's been updating his stuff constantly for the past 17 years, and now he has a product that I highly recommend to everyone. It's not one of those cheapo backpacks that you have to replace every six months or year. This one will last you for a couple seasons, if not your entire lifetime. Blaney and I have one. It's sitting there right over in the corner, and we bring it to the beach every single day. It is awesome. So head on over to Kamena Outdoors to get the best backpack for beach volleyball or just volleyball or sports or just if you need a backpack. They're awesome. And use the discount code DIGME to get 20% off. All right, that is DIGME, D-I-G-M-E, to get 20% off the best backpack in beach volleyball. And now, back to the show. Yeah, so it's, I mean, and one of the, I think Phil Dahlhauser explained it best why, because you mentioned all these little European countries are so good at beach. And he said, well, you only need two. You just yeah. need two good players. And he said, you know, a lot of the countries like Norway that might not have 12, like, phenomenal volleyball players to put together a great indoor team, you just need two. Right. <laughs> or a beach team right. so it kind of made sense right i always thought that that um i, I really thought the coolest format i love that beach i love our format the college format yeah and i thought it would be so cool to have um every like have countries against countries and have I, five teams i, I think would, that would love be it the coolest format ever i think and we've have, talked you know, about usa norway brazil you know italy you know whatever and then it, we, i just think that would be an amazing format we in the talk, international we talk about that on the show all the time because i think i've watched so much college volleyball and i think it is the best <laughs> format and god I, bless like, you <laughs> I, I think it's the coolest thing when it's two two and it's the yeah. third set on court three and everyone just comes on yeah and fun would that be could you imagine if we had like the fifth court usa against brazil like manhattan beach like it would yeah. be awesome it would be amazing it'd be the first yeah. time i've ever cheered for any of these guys yeah <laughs> <laughs> but see then that, because that exactly i think in the old days like in the old days but in the olden days <laughs> no but in the old days like manhattan open you know we everyone was uh really uh, what's the word I want to use? Like we all stayed, you know, like, you know, the, you didn't play with someone from Santa Monica. 
I mean, that was like, that was like, you know, might as well have been Mars, you know, and Santa Barbara and San Diego, everyone that had their little fiefdoms, you know, so like the Hermosa, you know, Hermosa Manhattan, the, the guys, we kind of all played together. Um, but, you know, so you, you had your guys and you all go to the tournaments. I went to every, you know, the, the bees, the, I was a volleyball, volley, volley to the max, you know, I went to every <laughs> I went to the B tournaments, the, the double A's, the triple A's, the opens, you know, we all went and then you cheered or, you know, you, 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 you know, you had your guys, you know, that you played with all the time and everyone rooted for your guys. And it was so cool. And I think that would be this, I think it was way more um, like friendly, <laughs> you know, because it, because we weren't competing for money. It wasn't about money. It wasn't your job. You did it just because you love to play. Um, and so people played with whoever their next door neighbor was, you know, you play with your friends, even, you know, they had to be good, you know, you're good friends, not your bad friends, but you're good <laughs> friends. <laughs> you play with the best people from your area, you know, you play with people, but you stayed, you know, people didn't like cross cities too much. It's kind of funny, you know, but. Yeah, it is yeah. interesting. I feel like nowadays, I don't know. Like, even for me, I almost wish I wanted to, but I, I don't really, like, stick around after. I don't even right. watch finals. I just bail. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm over it. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that sounds fun. You know, it reminds me of my childhood, you know, growing up playing out here and just playing in the little tournaments. And it's like an all-day thing. Even if you lost first round, you're still there all day. Right. I, right. I guess probably not a good thing that I've lost that, but... <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to be winning and playing you know like well uh, maybe that's maybe that's part of it too it's, <laughs> i'm making it further <laughs> I, I was talking to i was talking to someone the other day about how we because the flying when, when we first started playing all around the country um you could uh you know you just had a ticket you know you had a, I mean, you had an airline ticket and i if I, if you lost Travis and I was still playing or vice versa, you'd say, Hey, I get a ticket to tomorrow. You want to go home now or whatever. And we'd trade tickets and I could go on the plane with my, you know, with your <laughs> oh. ticket and no, you know, they, nobody cared. It, it was amazing. Whatever. And so you, we would like, I mean, I never thought I was ever going to lose a tournament. So you booked it the last, you know, thing on Sunday night or Monday morning. And then if you lose, I'd be like, oh, I need, I'm on me. I need to get home to the kids and this and that, you know, and, so you'd run around going, hey, who who wants to stay till tomorrow? You know, like, <laughs> who's still in or who and they're like, Oh my god, I have my my plane's supposed to leave in like 10 minutes, you know, but I'm still playing. And I'm like, here, take my ticket. We all did it. Referees, like everyone. It was it, it was, it was a kind awesome. of a it was a really cool, I mean, time, you know, like right. I can remember running through the Miami airport, you know, like running with bags and like trying to get on planes they just close the door no no we need to get home please <laughs> i was always with linda hanley and she was so cute and everything and she, we she talked us onto a lot of flights let me tell you like she she's sweet talker. <laughs> that's, a, that's an important skill to have the, yeah. the master is carissa cook gets has got us exit row every flight that i've ever been on with her it's amazing <laughs> <laughs> chief negotiator <laughs> yeah, I think that was Linda. I blocked tackle through the airport, so I did that. <laughs> she'd she'd come in and do a hair, and you know, like whatever. Oh, can we please? I really need to get home. <laughs> you know, and uh, somehow we get they'd find two seats for us, and we get on the plane. Pretty cool. <laughs> I've, I've lost my coach in in Europe on a layover. We we're, we're both running, <laughs> both running through the airport. Story. Right behind me, we make it to the gate. They're like, "You just made it." I throw my thing beep it and keep going because i'm like i don't want to make everyone wait and evie matthews who, my coach he goes to his backpack and starts like he can't play. and then he looks up and it's closed, <laughs> the gate's closed. <laughs> i'm in cincinnati he's not there till the next day i was like i was at the gate with the guy and we lost him. <laughs> Just, uh, couldn't have happened to a better guy <laughs> I bet John gave him so much crap for it too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> God. What um what was the priority like in those days? Because you I mean you were one of the best players, but you were also kind of taking Pepperdine to the a, a new level and you were also a mom. What I mean, 
gosh, I, I can't imagine. Like, how did you prioritize and navigate these things? Yeah. Okay. So I saw, I, I started my first job Pepperdine. I think I made 6,000 bucks. That was my contract. I went from UCLA as an assistant coach making really, I don't know, pretty good money. I mean, at the time, you know, yeah. like, you know, in the early eighties, you know, so at the time for women's sports, I, I don't know. I mean, I was making good money at UCLA and I took the job Pepperdine and I'm like, okay, let's see, I'm making this much money on the beach winning your tournament. So I was basically making my salary every weekend. I'm like, you know, I guess what's important, you know, you just, kinda, you, I, you just, I mean, I don't know. I figured I coaching, it was all important, but it, things are so different now. We didn't have to do all, you know, all the paperwork stuff, you know, so yeah. basically you could just be at practice planned all your stuff. I did my deal. I, I did what I was supposed to do. Um, but I didn't sit in the office all day. I couldn't, you know, with kids and whatever. So it was kids first, kids, husband, first training <laughs> beach and then Pepperdine. I mean, kind of all clumped together, Yeah. but, but I didn't sit in the office at school. You didn't have to at that time okay. really there. You just didn't have to. Um, and we were good. So, uh, uh everyone was happy that I it was like, okay, well, I, I kept it going as long as I could. <laughs> yeah. When uh when did you guys start to get some money on the women's side? Um probably in 80 well we started playing with uh, the guys kind of in a pretty pretty uh consistent 84 85 86 and we started the WPVA in 87. Okay. Um, because then, then what happened is that we, well, and not just one of the things, but you know, we, we started kind of getting a crowd and, and people would like having us there. And then there was a contingent of the guys, um, that didn't think we belonged there. Um, and you know, it was like, we were stealing their money and, you know, I don't know, whatever, you know, it, it, so that just kind of, there was some pressure. And then, um, we started the women's tour so that we could have our own tour because guys had their own tour too. And then we played some events together. Yeah. So the events we played together were just a few, maybe it was like a handful five or so, you know, we played together and they, there were some people very vo vo vocal about not wanting us to be there. Um, and so we basically started started the WPVA just so that we could have like all the girls kind of on one, the same page, basically. It was more like, it wasn't about money. It was about just getting an association together where we maybe had a little say because the guys would go play and we, we would like, for instance, we were in Florida guy comes, these guys come out and they say, okay, you can't play with the t-shirt on or any, whatever, you know, you have to play in your bathing suits and here you guys are playing with this pink ball. And I'm like, <laughs> what the, you know, <laughs> like a pink, it was like a pink plastic, ball, you know, like a pink, somebody had made a ball, you know, like whatever. I, it wasn't right. a man. It was a volleyball, but it wasn't it was like a, a, like a Walmart replica. Exactly. I don't know what it was. It was pink. And uh, so we were kind of that, that was kind of happening. And I just said, I'd had enough. I, 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 I couldn't take it anymore. I I'm like, I wanted to be respected as an athlete and not be, used as we were there to help the guys i thought we we carried our own weight i wanted to carry our own weight um yeah. and so that kind of was the shift uh between uh, we kind of and we still played some events together though after that but it was a little maybe there i don't know we just wanted some respect or maybe i did <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're so good at starting things i mean you started yeah, the, I, the wpba <laughs> you launched that you got beach volleyball as a sport uh you launched Pretty much launched the Pepperdine program. You've done a, a lot of cool things. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, this is not me. I mean, you know, you have right. great, I, I have a, an ability. I have, you have great people. I had great people around me and I had great people helping us with the WPVA. We did a lot of research how to do that. You know, people, you just, maybe I'm good at like talking people into helping me. Um, and I, <laughs> at Pepperdine, I've had great assistant coaches and um, I have good people to, to help me be better. You know, I, I know I'm not, the, I've always known I'm not the sharpest tool in the room. I'm not, the, you know, I, I'm not the smartest person in the room and you need people that uh, do the things well that you don't do. Um, so I don't know. I, I have, I have been very fortunate to have good people around me, really good people around me. What's the, 
I mean, because so 86, 87, when, when you started the WPBA, like that was right after the AVP formed. Um, yeah. How do you, I don't even know what the process would be to start kind of your own tour. I mean, <laughs> you can't look that now you can't Google it either. <laughs> <laughs> you don't find much results in the WPBA. No, you, you, you can't Google anything. You, uh, we just looked on how to start an association. Seriously. I was like, how to start an association from scratch. I'm like doing all these things. And then we got a couple we, you know, obviously we've been doing tournaments. So we have people that have money that want to, you know, that want to put on the tournaments and we wanted them to put on the tournaments. We just wanted to have a say in how the tournaments were run, like how they were seated to be consistent, you know, consistent times, consistent, just everything being consistent and more professional. Um, and so we had people that wanted to put tournaments on, you know, and wanted to put up prize money. So we kind of got some, uh, sponsors involved and um, some promoters involved that wanted to do both. And they did a little of the guys and a little of ours. And so we kind of, um, until, until it disbanded, I think it just got too big. Everyone, it just, you know, got too big for its britches, you know, after I, I don't know, went out, everyone wanted, you know, I don't know what they wanted in the caviar and the, in the player's tent. We didn't even have player's tent, you know, so they wanted, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, wait, wait, what you guys time out, you know? Oh, yeah. God. So my deal was to pay more people, even though, so the top players made money, but I think we paid down to like, I think we might've paid like 32 people, like just 16th or, or 24th or try to like pay everybody something. Yeah. And then as, as we got bigger or, you know, as the players got better and then as I got older and wasn't winning work and I didn't have much clout, um, people were like, well, the people who are winning wanted all the money. And they didn't want to give it to the other people. And, oh, God, you know, <laughs> how, how it goes, you know, just. I feel like a lot of people now, I mean, we kind of had a little bit of experience with it when um, AVP was doing some stuff and uh, the players got together and were kind of like thinking about starting their own thing. You know, Carrie right. went off and did her own thing and whatnot. Right. How important do you think it is? Because I, I think the players need to have a voice. Like, I think it's very important. And, Me too. And we really don't right now. But how right. important do you think it is? I, on I the think, international tour, it's just starting up. Yeah, I think it's really important. I mean, I thought it was really important as a player because I didn't, I have some pretty strong values and, and ethics and I was working my butt off, like training and, you know, like as an athlete, not just as an athlete, you know? And I wanted to be, I, I didn't, wasn't rewarded. I wanted to be respected, you know, and I wanted to have a say in how we, I want things to be, like I said, consistent across the board in uh, basic stuff, you know, tournament seating, how we were treated, uh, you know, how we play. I didn't want someone to come down and yeah, give, say, Hey, you guys are playing with this ball. You're doing that. You we're playing at, uh, you know, and eight, we're playing in the dark, you know, we're like, wait, time out. No, no, we're not. You know, I, I just wanted the courts to be right and fair. I just, so I, I, I think that the players need to have a say, uh, oh, well, you know, in a players association, somebody has to have, have their hand in it at some point in time to, right. to stay kind of true to the sport because otherwise someone's just going to take it off wherever they think it should go. And, and it has, you know, like with the, we guys have, have, well, you know, uh, with the smaller courts and with all, how did all that happen? You know, like, like, when did that happen? Why did that? I mean, I understand why kind of, but who, who made those decisions and it wasn't the players making those decisions, you know, right. no, the no. rules changing, you know, like they changed it. I've gone through you guys, all those rules changes, you know, from using your hands, not using your hands, you can touch, you cannot, I mean, you know, I mean, a million rules, you, rally score, no rally score, this score, that score, play to 15, play for time. And we try every <laughs> I mean, insanely stuff that you, and you, as an athlete and people making the rules, you know, you're like trying to adjust as a, as a player, like what, not how it's totally different ball game. You know, it's a, it's a different way you play a different way you train. And they're making these rules based off uh, business decisions. Or something. Yes. This might be more entertaining. This might yes. be you know, not really thinking about it from the player's perspective. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know, AVP does have like, um, I don't know, what do you call it, Trevor? Like they have the play, they have a player's. It's like a player's committee, kind of a Player's board. committee or like a player's board or something yeah. like that. Yeah, pretty respectful about it nowadays, especially after the 
stuff that went down a few years ago. Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like players these days, including myself, just aren't as um, well versed in what's happening off the court and what's making the tour happen and making everything move and right. why are we playing in the first place. So we can't really make those decisions or, or give our opinion because we're, we're not, our heads aren't really in it. Right. Um, and I think an association would help with that, but someone's got to take that on and. Yeah. <laughs> That's the <laughs> kicking part right there. Some people I, would knock them. People that I, I know you need to do that. I'm like, oh man, really? Like, <laughs> you guys, like I'm like, I can't, I don't think I can. And everyone's like, you got to, I mean, and I'm like, okay. Right. Okay. Here we that go. Was, that was why the AVP was formed in the first place. Yes. Because the yes. promoters were, were making all these rule changes without asking the players. Yeah. And they, I think the last straw was when they changed the ball. Um, and all the players were, they kept hurting their shoulders because it was, I guess, a different material and it was getting heavy. And so they, Leonard Armado was like, you should form a union and just strike. Right. And so yeah. that's the AVP started as a player's kind of board, a union, and then it became right. its own thing, which is pretty cool. Right. Well, so the women, we started because we were, <laughs> I had decided that we were doing this. I went down to, we had a tournament at Hermosa and <clears throat> we got down there like typical, whatever. And all the girls were there in the morning and the, the, you know, the, the board wasn't up, the, the, the courts weren't ready. The tournament wasn't seated. I don't know what. And I finally just called everyone together. And I said, all right, you guys, we are, no one's planning this event. We are, we're, we're going home this guy can sit on his whatever all day long. Nobody's playing. We all have to be together. We got to do it together and we got to decide how we're going to do this and what we want at every event. And then we're going to tell these guys, this is how you run an event. And otherwise yeah. we're not playing. And that's what happened. And so everyone, we all went, went home and that's how we started the, the, so our, the women too, the associations in my, in my, in our house, in our living room. <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool. Was it, um, was it tough? Did you get any pushback from the women? Cause I know when, I know when Carrie was, was kind of in saying we can't like keep accepting these rules changes in Chicago. A lot of the players were like, listen, we only get eight events. Like we can't sit out yeah. one of the better paying ones. Yeah. Um, that's, that's tough, but you know, I, I don't know what it was like for you guys back then. Yeah. We didn't have anything. So I mean, <laughs> we, I mean, we had piddly, you know, we had a little bit, you know, yeah. and I mean, I think everyone could see that if we banded together, it would be a benefit everyone. I mean, that was kind of what I saw, not I saw, but you know, we, as, as a group, we said, we can demand more and we can get more help and more money and more things if we're all together and not fragmented, you know, so everyone stuck together. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of the time it, it comes down to, okay, the top, top players might be in it and thinking, okay, we're going to sit it out, but then the rest of the players will actually benefit. from. It. So it's like, sure, sit out. We'll, yeah. Uh, take that <laughs> we'll take your money. <laughs> yeah. And it ruins everything that the top players are trying to do, or I don't know, you know, it's, it's yeah. Just, yeah. Everyone's got to be on board. Yeah. It's the replacements beach volleyball edition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The guy's like, oh, I won a tournament, you know. Oh, I had people win Manhattan Open, and we not, and we 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 didn't play in the Manhattan Open because we had events somewhere else, and they had a Manhattan Open, the women, and those people are on the pier, you know. So whatever. Yeah, exactly. Were you? Are you on the <laughs> pier more than anyone? No. Who's on more than you? I feel like I walk down the pier and I'm like, Nana Matthews, Sinjin, Nana Matthews, Dodd, Nana Matthews, Dodd, Nana Matthews, Karch. Just like, geez. well, there's 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 Nina Grawinkle in there too. That's my maiden name. I may have, oh, wow. I may have put that in there because I was born right there. I go, I gotta have my my parents gotta look at that and say yeah. me, that was me. Um, no, I think Carrie. Uh, uh, I only know because Marcio keeps me in, involved in things. I have no idea, but I think <laughs> I think he does. He he makes me remember. Um, I think Carrie and I are tied at seven. Okay, that is astounding that you've won seven Manhattan's Manhattan Opens. <laughs> I know, but maybe I was like 12 when I started. I don't know. Um, they, you know, it wasn't a, I don't want to say it wasn't a big deal, but you know, well, I lived in Manhattan beach, you know, you played in Manhattan open and that was my beach. So you, you know, you wanted to win it. Um, and it became bigger later. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know, I mean, for the, the guys that we've talked to, and we, we've had like Hovland and Sinjin yeah. and Dodd, we've had those guys on the show and they always said from the start, that Manhattan was, that was the, the biggie for them. Was it right. big also for the women or did you guys 
did it take a little bit longer for you guys to kind of get some momentum to figure out what the big event was? No, it was a big event because actually um, the Manhattan Open was one of the very first tournaments that actually John, it was called the John Shaw uh, because John Shaw was, uh, we went to, I, Charlie Sakely, who ran all the stuff in Manhattan Beach, he, he went to the head I don't know if he was the mayor at the time or if he was the head of the city or something. He went to him and said, Hey, if we put some money in this term, we'll call it the John Shaw open. <laughs> and so he put some money in for like, Woo-hoo, you know, I mean, whatever it was, but maybe it was the first time we actually made money was at the Manhattan open before yeah. anything. That was when we were young, when I was young. Um, and Charlie, Charlie Sakely started that. Um, uh, I worked at the Manhattan pier for him for when I, since I was like uh, 16, setting up all the courts and doing everything down there and set, running all the tournaments and seating the boards and doing all, or whatever. So I was yeah. kind of involved in all that junk for a long time. A little kid. <laughs> Do you miss Manhattan? Um, I miss my Manhattan. I don't yeah. know if I I'm miss sure it much now. different now. You think <laughs> uh, when we were little, my mom, um, I had a boundary on the beach from the pier Mahan Pier to Marine Street and we could play. That was where, that was, that was where we could play on the beach and she could see us. And that, and that was what we did. Could you imagine now? I mean, you can't see because of the mansion in your way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you, you, there was no people on the beach or whatever. And we were just running and we just playing all that. I mean, we, we had the whole beach to ourselves. I mean, the, the bike path wasn't there. I mean, it was nothing and no one, I mean, it was just sand dunes and a couple of volleyball courts and awesome. It was an awesome place to grow up. And I, yeah, I, it's hard for me to go back sometimes. I mean, I, I miss some parts of it. I have like my friend's houses. I'm like, Oh, I'm just hanging out here, but it's too busy down there. I live up here because there's no people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you can uh so you can watch from afar you know the davy p live stream and see i mean you've had you've coached uh so many athletes who are kind of pretty big time now is it i'm sure it's probably pretty fun for you to watch them like kelly larson i was out practicing with her today that you know she's ranked third in the olympic race and making a push for it and amazing that is amazing to me she didn't even want to play volleyball i I mean i almost had to beg her to play volleyball in college (laughs) because she wanted to go be a doctor and do whatever. She was really, really smart. And I mean, it was like a chore. I, I don't think she ever really loved it until later, way later. Yeah. But even afterwards, I don't think she loved playing <laughs> beach at Pep either. Like, oh, I don't want to get into it, but um, <laughs> yeah, she, I felt, I felt bad for her. She, she was so good. I had to put her with some people that were tough to play with. Sometimes. <laughs> uh, but a- yeah, she, she's a stud. Yeah. It's fun to see, you know, you got Corinne, she's playing great and, and Delaney's playing the best volleyball she's yeah. ever played. And she's funny. Cause she, she's like, well, if I practice in Zuma, do you think it'd be okay if I asked Nina to like, watch me and, and <laughs> coach I'm like, well, you, I think you could ask her. I think she'd probably be honored by that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, she asked me before. I'm like, yeah, I went down there and then I'm like, I don't know. They, I, I don't know if people want help sometimes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, yeah. I just kind of mind my own business. I feel like you uh, accomplishing all you did when you were five foot six is probably such a, a great attribute to have as a coach. Cause as soon as a girl tries to use being short as an excuse, <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> yeah, no way. No, no way. I mean, I've, I'm going to block like indoors. If I'm like trying out for the national team when I was like uh I was a junior in high school. And the tryouts, and I never, never left the court. I, I'm like, I was outside hitter. I could, I set. I, I mean, I was horrible, but I didn't care. They gave me a setter. Yeah, I go in. Outside hitter, sure. Like, so when middle blocker, I'd go in. I mean, I, I'm like, whatever. I don't care. I'll, I just want to play, and uh, I do anything. Just yeah. Didn't matter how short you were. You just how you you just had to know what was going on. <laughs> found a way to win. You, you always find, found a way, way to win. win. The person who says that about their indoor career is usually a really amazing beach player. You know, every position and just wanted to do everything. Yeah. You learn when you're small and you, you, I just wanted to play, you know, and I know there's people that were bigger, better, stronger. I'm like, I just want to play, you know? So I want to play more than them. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. I love that. 
Well, we've uh, we've had you here for a little while. We try to keep it at around an hour. Just respect everyone's time. So thank yeah. you tons. It was great. Great catching up with you here. Glad we got to talk. And I'm, uh, Delaney was so excited um, to be able to just, just to say <laughs> hey to you. Well, thanks. Me too. I miss, I miss you guys. And uh, I, now I'm going to pay attention more. I'll watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we'll come up and do a hike with you and Dan. That would be, oh yeah, no, not Dan, but me. Yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah. I have some, I'm not kidding. I, I have some awesome hikes up here. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we're in. That's what we've been doing a lot of camping and backpacking. So we'd love to. Yeah. We'll we call that. we can just go for a long walk. Yeah, <laughs> just a long, just a stroll. Just a stroll. <laughs> just a good stroll. But it's so pretty. Yeah. Yeah. Come up. Yeah. Well, we uh we do have one one question we ask every guest to end the show. Yeah. Um, is if you had to give one piece of advice to an up-and-coming beach volleyball player, what would that piece of advice be? My piece of advice, um, I, I think you just, one, you have to just work, you got to train hard. You know, everyone says they work hard, but you do, you have to train hard and you got to love what you do. If you don't love what you do, then nothing, it, it's not going to happen for you. <laughs> so my piece of advice is that if you love playing and you love, you know, the whole, the, it's the training, you got to love training. And if you love training and you keep at it um, and you're honest and you do the right thing, good things happen to you. And I think your last your evidence of that, you've left a pretty cool legacy in this sport, Nina. Well, thanks you guys. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Chai. <laughs> yeah, well, in person sometime, someday. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll jump in on a, a little stroll. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be fun. Oh, All right. See you All right, guys.